0: Welcome along to this week's episode of the Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I am joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and just all round shit talkers. And each week, we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. It is our Halloween series this week, week three. And we are watching Suspiria and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Along with those two films, we will also be talking about the trailers and the nerd news of the week. Given the nature of these conversations, they are very spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen Suspiria or you haven't seen Wolf of Snow Hollow, maybe go check those films out come back and join the conversation. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast or giving us a like or a thumbs up on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Anything you can do to support The Endless Stream really helps us out. You can also head over to At The Endless Cast on Instagram where we put up illustrations and clips of the show and we try and engage with our audience a bit more over there. You can ask us questions, you can tell us we're wrong, you can suggest things for us to watch, so try over at... The Endless Cast on Instagram If you want to send us an email directly You can also do that at theendlesscast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. All of that being said Let's get into the episode Week 3 of our Halloween series Of horror movies and whatnot. Um We're looking at The Wolf of Snow Hollow Written and directed by Jim Cummings And Suspiria this week The 2018 version Directed by Luca Guadagino. Guaragina? Guaragino. Guaragino. Guaragnino. Oh, there's an N. Um. It's an hour longer than the original. And that's very telling of Kevin's uh, feelings <laughs> towards the film. <laughs> We're gonna get into those as our as our Halloween theme, but let let's have a quick delve into the sort of the weekly uh news and whatnot. I mean I guess the big Thing everybody's talking about is Robert Webb pulling out of Strictly, claiming uh, you know illness and ill health. You know he he got through by the skin of his teeth last week. I think more down to the affection people have for Kermit and Miss Piggy than actually him. I, I don't know. I I just didn't think that he was like really invested in the process, and he might have been a little overwhelmed by how how good some of the younger performers were actually doing. So my first reaction. Uh, I'm
1: sorry. Was, I'm, just, I'm sorry, Aiden. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brad, I, I literally stuck. just texted, "Don't stop
2: him." <laughs> Damn <I> got,
1: it! <laughs> he texted me what?
2: I, I literally just texted saying, "Don't stop him." <laughs> just let him rant about. No, no, me. I'm sorry.
1: Can you start again? Because I got stuck on Jim Cummings directed that other film. I was like, "Do you mean we need the poo, Jim Cummings?" And apparently, it is. Uh, is, is that right? Uh, is it? Is it voice actor Jim Cummings? Is it the same Jim Cummings? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely it's Jim surely. Cummings, but does he... sorry, I missed the start of what you were saying because I was... I, I was. <laughs> it's not, is it? Just the same name? Same name, I think. Okay, um, sorry, you were saying... Sorry well, you. you know, I, that's okay,
0: it's all right. I mean, I know that you're a big Winnie the Pooh fan and, and you know, seeing I Jim used to love Winnie the Pooh. expand his, um, you know, uh, career like that would be a big hype moment for you. Um, I was just saying, you know, like, after the, the success he had with the Flashdance skit for Children in Need, Robert Webb really thought he was coming into this with a lot of, like, public support. But um, I think he was a little overwhelmed by how well the younger contestants were doing. Like, it's it's week two of actual voting off, and two or three contestants got tens already. That's unheard of. One 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 couple got three tens. That's crazy. So, so did he get voted off? No, he left He's claiming still... ill health. Oh, he, left. he left? He left claiming Ooh. ill health. And... I thought he looked embarrassed on the show, you know, like he would big up his partner, you know, but when it came to him, they go Robert Webb. He just was a, yeah, I'm here, and is that a shtick or? I see. I I think there's an element of um, his characters through all of the content he's made have been people that you don't like, and that doesn't help you on a voting off scenario. I think there's a very sort of people have a feeling towards Robert Webb.
2: Now I think uh, he, but like. Millennials of a certain age are fans. Mm. Mitchell and Webb, oh absolutely, uh, peak show, all that kind of stuff. But uh, those younger audience, they're not going to know who the hell he is, and they don't. They don't care. They just see an awkward old man.
0: My reaction to it was he's embarrassed by this. Whereas Bill Bailey last year ditched the comedy concept altogether oh, well, and. Got really serious it. about it, which was so, which was really tactically clever to like go, I'm going to ditch mm-hmm. the comedy thing and I'm going to show everybody that I'm taking this really seriously. And he ended up winning. And I think that's why...
2: I suppose you kind of have to, yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about the show. I never watched it.
0: That being said, the article I read afterwards said that Robert Webb had had um, open heart surgery two or three years ago. Um, this is John Z. Calling. Um I'll just send him a message. Um,
1: anyway... He knows you're talking about Strictly. I know.
0: He, he. It's like his ears are burning. He. He's a big Strictly fan, you know. <laughs> he misses Bruno as a judge, but, you know, he thinks Anton DeBeck is Bruno's gone. Bruno's what? gone. He, he, I mean, he went to the American one for a while. I'm not sure if he's still there. But, um, oh, I could talk forever. I mean, Gleb and his wife finally got a divorce after, you know, so many sort of Strictly cursed moments in that relationship. Um.
1: My back hurts. But... Won't be doing strictly for health reasons. No. Yes.
0: Um, look, the thing is, he had open heart surgery, and he's saying that he's experiencing symptoms based on six days a week training, and it's 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 a built in excuse, but it's also very very plausible. So maybe oh, maybe I'm six full days of shit. Days a week you know, training.
2: I don't do anything six days a week.
0: It depends on how committed these people are, because like you know they're doing EastEnders or touring doing music or stand up. They're doing their real jobs while trying to train for this show.
1: Um, I would kill on that show if only I were a minor celebrity. I would do so great on that show. Yeah, you're, you're pretty good.
0: We just need to get this podcast to a, a good enough height, get a good following going, and then the Irish Strictly kicks in after after the British, British one. Is a death
2: a
1: death sentence?
2: Yeah, God no. It wasn't to wasn't the Irish one. wasn't Conor McGregor's sister on it or something like 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 that's what I'm talking about. But what, what channel? What channel is this on? What Australian, is this Australian
0: Strictly. On? strictly is where Chris Hemsworth came out of you know he was, he was dead after Home and Away please, and doing please Strictly
2: don't, please, please don't please don't dodge my question RTE one or two or, of course Conor McGregor's sister is is not a celebrity she's not why was she on it I mean it, it, it's
0: hard to know um, uh, the the <laughs> if we could have got two, if why. we could have got Chris Hemsworth I'm sure we would have
2: no take someone from bloody fucking Fair City makes more sense Paul from Star City for Strictly. Sure, surely he's right. been on it.
1: He's probably been on it.
2: Jerry May. She's more relevant. Jerry May.
1: Oh, off of um, the den. She has more. Oh, bad. I remember back in the day when they hired all of them, like new yeah, presenters between shows. There was like four or five of them hired at the same time. It's was, it was big talk. Mm-hmm.
2: They had Jerry May, and she was more for the younger kids and stuff. But she was great. And then, then they had another fella, and he was—he kind of replaced Ray Darcy. I cannot think of his name. He was brilliant. He was very, very good. And then they had a funny fella afterwards, but he was actually pretty good as well.
0: I mean, I—I I, I think it's probably Ooh, a little bit. I think it's probably a little bit like SNL, you know, where generationally you have your cast, and then everything after that's rubbish. I mean, I'm a Ray Darcy guy, you know, and I just couldn't connect to anything after that. Damo,
2: demo, or something was a fella afterwards. Damien. Uh, he he was he was he was very good to be honest. Took took me a while to get warm to him, but he was very good. And then actually the guy that succeeded him uh, was a real just like teddy bear of a funny kind of jovial guy, and he was actually great crack. So fair play to the den. I don't know what it looks like now, but
0: yeah, I mean they 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 were trying to bring back um, Darcy and Zig and Zag, but they didn't renew that sort of adult oriented den that they did last oh, yeah, year. Yeah, I remember that. that
1: I didn't awesome. watch any of it. Did you? I didn't watch it but it was it was on. It was on all the time. They they repeated it a lot. I d I don't I don't know I didn't
0: what the they they did a revival of the den during uh, the pandemic year, twenty twenty. Um where oh, they you know, remember I don't I don't know. They they were trying to I don't watch RD. Fuck R D. You know, nostalgia and Kevin. <laughs> if I have to tell you again, I'm gonna put you in your box. Alright? Um
2: <laughs>
0: What? Uh, RTE are good people trying their best, I didn't say right? They they try to revive a lot of stuff that they think people will watch, you know, and like. I, I used to
2: love. I used to love. Was it too fat? Yeah, Velcro Girl. That was brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Again, my cat's why haven't they brought back Rimini Riddle yet? Because it's R-Riddle. a nightmare fuel. That yeah, I would watch that. Oh
2: yeah, you. Uh, we watched some of that recently. Weren't, why didn't we talking about that recently? The episode where so. he's in the house alone. Is that not that show? Were we talking about it? It is a. It's it stop
1: motion. No, it's puppets. Puppets. Yeah, yeah.
2: Isn't, wasn't there one where he's like in his room listening to metal or something? Oh and yes, he yeah. There's an intruder. It. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. It's fucking great. weird. So weird. terrifying stuff. I remember. That's why room. RT
0: is great. They they will take a pitch from somebody and commission something on a chance. You know, it Get could out be of great. It.
2: That's that's complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. Also, but but a uh, segue segue from this uh, Will Steiny. Storytellers, best of luck to him. Irish talent there, doing it. Looking forward to seeing what he comes up with. I think it looks good. Absolutely, Will Slaney's, um
0: very successful. The, I don't the, know what that the is. The Twitch stuff he did, the stuff that Will Will Slaney is an Irish comic book artist who's been drawing Spider Man and a bunch of stuff. What's he doing? He's from Cork, Brian. He's from Cork. Yeah, but what's he doing?
2: He's the only artist from Cork.
0: Let let, let, let me get. I don't know if this is a bit, but I can tell you. Um, he he. Was very successfully drawn comics.
1: Um, no, what what's the storyteller's thing? I he was drawing
0: he on Twitch, and was then right. making kids focused Twitch content for kids during the lockdown, which turned into an actual RTE segment on the the school thing that they were broadcasting during the day, where he'd go on and like which show people great. to do art stuff, and that's turned like, into look good. a kind of quasi animated live action thing where he look it looks like he's going to like draw characters and someone's going to tell a story and. It's Going to be voiced by you know a whole bunch of people. Um, I saw Ashley yeah, B's name really... in the credits again. Big shout out yeah. to Ashley B, big fans here. We all love her stuff. She's in the new Home Alone movie, which, um, I'm not sure if you saw the trailer. Ashling B and Pete Holmes, that's going to be great. Um,
2: I love those two. No, um, it's not. She's doing a British accent, yeah. No, um, it's, but no, genuinely, clean with, clean. with regards to the Will Sunny thing, like, kind of like that's. Like, I met with loads. Mm. That, like, he's doing phenomenal. He's like, doing like, amazing. He, he he's built his house there in Ballycotton. I don't know if you like follow his social stuff. Oh, God, um,
0: I've seen his studio. It's amazing. God. Off the back of comic books. Living a dream. It's definitely yeah. somebody I look at and I go, amazing, he's done it. And then I kick myself for not just... Like, uh, listening to Shalvi's story of, like, I wanted to draw comics, so I got, like, a a job that would pay my rent and then just drew comics all the goddamn time. Same thing with Sliney. Whereas, like, I went, "Oh, I'll go and do animation work." It's like I should have just dug myself into the
2: basement and just drawn comics forever. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel it's something definitely during the pandemic. I was just like, "Wow, I wonder if I just stuck with it," because the kind of the the motivation I had for the, for my own industry and my own job and stuff, if I had kind of like you know fun of that to the comics and stuck with it be like Well, maybe i could be somewhere but like i'm not saying i would be but i'm just saying uh but i Daniel warren johnson was just like you know someone asked him how did you become a comic artist and he was just like well my wife was very good <laughs> she uh, she supported me and said you know Daniel, this would make you happy you gotta do it so he's like i drew comic books eight hours a day mm. when i wasn't making money on yeah. it and my wife supported us yeah and it's just like when, when that, i got out fair. of college
0: i started doing that you know i just like was like here's my desk i'm sitting myself at it i'm drawing pages specifically around the idea of getting better at you know specific things i was trying to draw mm. costumes and environments and then specifically you know uh noir stuff and then i got a job and it's just it, that, that went away and i just was like well i guess i'm in animation now
2: i kind of remember just doing comics for one summer and uh we should get into our, our, our art history stuff at some stage and kind of divulge more about that. But uh I remember just doing it and finding it very kind of like isolating and not being super happy with it with stuff I was producing and everything. Then going back into college, uh, kind of focusing more on the tattooing and uh, yeah, kind of getting stuck uh, in Every it, so often there, though, you know?
0: like this is just turning into the fucking um, what if cast, I guess, um, but like. I, I'm looking at art all day long or I'm drawing or whatever and I'm, I'm looking at the job I'm doing and I'm going, I wonder if I could be a tattoo artist. That seems like a fun life. You just draw shit and you have to deal with people though. They're a nightmare. I do think that's the that's the biggest sort of barrier there is like the canvas will talk to you. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> um, I di- I didn't say it seems like an easy life. I just said it seems like a cool life, you know?
2: I think like, you know, it's like kind of like, it's like, like comic books, for example. It's like you kind of, you can, you can, uh, look at that with, like, you know, aspirations and rotated lenses, but it's hard work and, and, and you know, I, as in, like, I think I, I, I'd be honest, every job has its bloody stresses, and, like, a job's a job, you know, and that's why sometimes I kind of think, like, well, maybe it's it's kind of good that, like, you know, comics isn't your career or my career or something like that, because it's just, like, you can still kind of love it. The, the doing the cover work for this
0: podcast stuff is just definitely making me go, like, oh, what, what am I drawing an odd comic book cover? Like, you yeah, yes, you get sorry. some money off of that
2: yeah man comic comic book cover it's got to be the most like ha, that, that like you know again stressful everything's got to be stressful but like that's got to be a fun gig like you do you're doing splash pages for a living you know yeah uh, it, it, it's it's all a balancing act as well i mean we see
0: people that like you get x amount per a page you get x amount per a cover if you do x amount of covers a month you make your you know you make your weekly or your monthly not as they say, but like, if you don't like, like, that's going to affect the quality of work. There's all the, all the pressures that go with everything.
2: Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I, you know, a creative job is like, you know, I'm sure people just put this part of people who really wish they were in animation. You know, I know loads of people who wish they were in animation, but, uh, but you know, it's, these things aren't as they appear on the surface, you know, but, uh, like I love, I do love my job and I've met fantastic people in my job. And I, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, I kind of, I'm trying to kind of like bring, I'm starting to try to bring some of my love of other things into it again. I did it before and I'm trying to do it again. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, um yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. But like, kind of, you know, I, I'm definitely, I definitely feel fortunate to do what I do. And I do love it.
0: So let's, let's dig into the news stuff real quick. Um, I don't know if anybody watched Krasinski's Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. Season three is coming and season four has been confirmed. So um, I thought season one was stronger than season two but i do like the world
1: they're building there i watched the first season and i say i intend well i watched the second season as well but it didn't it didn't sink in i didn't engage in the same way so that's definitely true of the yep. second
0: season. It it does not connect yep. in the same way as the first.
1: Okay, like it, it it faded into the background for me, but I, I liked yeah. I liked the first season, so
0: yeah. So I'm I'm hoping three will be a little bit of a return to form. Um yep. but that's the thing even with the um like I'm a big fan of those Jack Ryan movies, but I watched them a while back and it's like there's literally it's clear diminishing returns each time from Hunt for Red October. Through to... Um, oh, like, Clear and Present Danger it is boring. Tedious fucking drugs mm-hmm. allegory. You know, drug war allegory. And it's like... Ugh. And then you have the, the Chris Pine one with Kenneth Branagh. No bueno. Um, the Ben Affleck one's okay. But I do know people that hate it. I think it's boring shite. I, I liked the Krasinski stuff anyway. I thought it was good. And that's why I was surprised... That the Michael B. Jordan thing that's kind of in the same world uh, without remorse, was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It uh, it didn't actually end up connecting to the Prime Krasinski show at least as yet. We had New York City Comic Con over the last week or so um, there was a trailer for the next season of Star Trek Discovery this is season 5 I think if not season 6 that show has never never found its feet for me and they keep kind of like repiloting in different contexts
1: soft reboot every season
0: soft reboot every season trying to find its place and you can see in the trailer where they've got a slow-mo inspiring speech about the threat to the galaxy like nothing they've ever seen before and it's like there were some episodes of star trek the next generation where they were just shipping food from one place to the next you know can we can we bring it back to some of that small scale shit that was
1: it's never going back to that. Are you crazy? Oh,
0: they were trying to settle <laughs> a trade dispute between two countries at one asleep. point. I fell asleep.
1: I micro-napped in that little description of that episode right there. They're not making <laughs> a show about that anymore.
0: But they are. It's called The Orville and it's good Star Trek. It's is not good. It's it's fine. It's good Star Trek. And then Lower Decks is better than the fucking Discovery show. Lower Decks is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's It's so funny that like main like even the picard show like i've said this to you before i don't know if i've said it on the podcast but as much as i love patrick stewart and i love the character of picard he's too old to be running around with laser beams firing after him he can't he didn't do it
1: in the next generation it's odd though that um nothing seems to be connecting with even star trek fans it's it it seems like star trek audience like is it smaller than it was or do they just not care about anything past voyager because that's what it feels like
0: the the I think the hardcore Star Trek fan didn't really connect to the JJ era. They watched it and went, "It's fine," but it's more,
1: you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think Trekkies are probably like a much smaller, very specific contingent of of sci fi fans. There's no place for them in today's society.
0: This is a complete spoiler for season one of Picard. At the end of that. It, it gets into, like, AI cyborg stuff and dealing with data again. Oh,
2: no, no, oh no, no spoiler. At the end of that, Picard spoilers.
0: is killed and oh, his brain is uploaded stop. into a Picard stop. android clone
2: oh, stop! that has
0: oh. a limited... It's, it's still oh. Patrick Stewart with the same lifespan. Oh. They literally had an opportunity to put someone younger there and make the show more dynamic, or what I think they should have done is just actually actually killed him saved his consciousness and had it be a holodeck presence because that way the crew that they would put together you name the ship Picard you stick Picard in the holodeck and when there's a big bit of problem they go to the holodeck and go for you know consultation but then like that character
2: just lives forever and that's a bit creepy like kind of that's not necessarily great but they,
0: they built a crew that you actually started to like on a ship that wasn't a wasn't a Starfleet ship and if he had died at season one and they named the ship after him and then they have that's this nice, holodeck yeah. presence where, you know, we now follow a crew that's able to have space battles and run around the place because 80s whatever year old Picard running up steps in season one looked so tired. I love the guy, but, you know, don't make him do that. Like,
2: uh, like Robert De Niro kicking that guy's yeah, head in, in, the Irish in the Irishman.
0: Have him as this presence that people go to 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 confer with on the ship. And that way you get to sit an older man in a a nicely appointed study and then have your action show built around it. And he can still get his producer's credit and make his money, you know? Instead, he has to hop into a new universe and play an evil version of Picard. And this uh, episode, at least the first 23 minutes, is mainly me ranting about things that you two don't care about. Speaking of which, Doctor Who released a new trailer. the, the, the,
1: The thing is... You know, I think there's there's an interesting discu- I mean, there's an interesting discussion to be had about all of them. But the fact is, it does feel like the Star Trek audience is smaller. But at the same time, they keep trying, mm. spending a lot of money on it. So is it is it to try reclaim, I like, think the glory days? Or I mean, maybe the audience must be there to some extent for them to try Picard, Discovery, try make another film. I think it's the thing. It that- must still be worth a buck. Yes, for some reason, that's you it. Know? I,
0: I I don't I don't even know that it's I don't know that it's smaller. Sexy. Tom but you? I think it's a case of the other nerd franchises have scaled up around it, so it, it Star Trek is no longer this cathedral in nerd landscape. Everything else is at the sort of same height
1: now. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, but does it mean then that the people who have the rights to it? don't understand science fiction today like are, do the people who you know say yay or nay on star trek are they looking at the mandalorian saying why can't we do that with what we have over here and do they just not get the fact that how vastly different those two kind of mm-hmm. universes are or are they just going that's sci-fi we've got a sci-fi thing like why do, why don't we just try with it, the property that we have yeah whether it's because it 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 just hasn't kind of penetrated the the cultural conscious consciousness yeah. at all. Not since Abrams, you know. Even then, that was very quickly forgotten. Whether it's
0: Star Wars or Marvel or DC or Star Trek, the best version of it comes from somebody who loved it growing up and was a fan around it. And has achieved a degree of technical skill set around filmmaking and and whatnot but like when you have when you have a committee, even people that are deeply ingrained in it but don't necessarily know what it is to experience it as a fan, you don't necessarily know what your audience is looking for in this content like i thought I think about some of that in the in the Star Wars decisions that were made since that new trilogy some some filmmakers that don't necessarily know. Or 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 uh, executives that don't necessarily know what it is to experience Star Wars as a as a fan. Making decisions that they think are cool sci fi things, and they are, but they just don't connect with what that audience is looking for from the like, franchise.
1: S- S- Star Trek is master and commander in space. Exactly, you know. Yeah, it's it's very much a naval exploration thing, mm-hmm. but it just happens to be in space. I'm not, I'm not saying there's a not a good story because there's plenty of good... I mean, Master and Commander is great, yeah. but I don't think the way they're trying to get it to connect with people by... These ships like, shouldn't like, move did, like fighter jets. Yeah. They, and like Discovery trying to make it, you know... Because, I mean, it's not Battlestar Galactica either, yeah. you know? It, it's It's its own thing and it feels like... People are just saying we've got this sci-fi property, so like, why can't we do something with that? And yeah. they keep trying to do something that it's, that it's not. Yeah.
0: The the discovery thing, worked. like, you go back to season one. This is a Kirk era show. Original nineteen sixty six Star Trek era show,
1: and you've put a ship Grand in, in that was involved vasty. with Discovery, though, wasn't he? Hmm? So I, I think so. To I some degree. Was Fuller involved. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. Like put put him in charge of all TV. He's great.
0: <laughs> but you've got you got a sh- um, they 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 based it around a ship that is ludicrously overpowered for the era just to try and make it modern and engaging for an audience. And by season 4 they had to shoot that ship into the future to make it kind of an underdog. It's it's cur- the show is currently set a thousand years later than any Star Trek series. And they get to redesign all the aliens because there's a thousand years of you know genetic evolution.
2: evolution. Oh, that's why they redesigned that one guy. Yeah. Well, oh, I, there's
0: a Cardassian in the trailer where I'm like, okay, this looks like a thousand years. You know what I mean? It's.
2: God,
1: they're all over TV now these days, aren't they? Cardassians.
0: Anywho, uh, there was also a trailer for season six of The Expanse, real teaser thing. Um, six episodes coming in December, I think. Uh, I mean, it's the final season. If you guys are at all interested in the expanse, I would, uh, I would recommend checking it out. It's a, it's a good show.
2: You love it, yes. It's yes, one of your faves. I do.
0: I keep saying. Yep. Um, I, I, new I'll trailer for Doctor more. Who. Jodie Whittaker is on her way out. Unfortunately, she has been underserved by the production for the last four years. That's awful.
2: I suppose it was a bad time for her um,
0: but they're bringing in John Bishop so hopefully his performance will help elevate it Big Mouth season 5 Do you guys watch Big Mouth? no the characters repulsed me Big Mouth's great
1: it's hilarious though.
0: it's a good show yes I'm looking forward to it um I keep thinking that the hormone monster is Will Arnett and then I'm always surprised that it's not Will Arnett. It's um It's very Kroll. Will Arnett though. Nick Kroll, mm. yeah. Um I I I've, yeah. I've watched four seasons of it going, Oh well Will Arnett does that and then Nick Kroll does a lot of other things and then you have Maya Rudolph and it's not Will Arnett and I always have to go, oh, Yeah, he isn't Um I wonder no oh, well Mulaney's involved, isn't he? wonder if the kid does any cocaine and
1: that's what i was about to ask i mean did he do did he record stuff before rehab i guess he would have had to
0: i suppose we'll be able to tell which he recorded before and which he recorded after by the tempo of the the word delivery
1: you know his cadence i mean he tells jokes the same way while he was sober Mm.
0: you know in, in i watched i watched the comeback kid again recently enough with my dad and my dad didn't seen any John Mulaney stuff. And I'm like, oh Mulaney's great. And just watching him beside somebody who'd never seen him before, I was just sort of going, Jesus Christ, John, slow the fuck down. You're you're just a mile a fucking minute. It's like it's like you got a word count that you have to fit the, into fifty five minutes. He's the, going so
2: fast. The funniest guy is usually are Going a mile a minute? Yep. And, that's uh, that's the feedback I've gotten, anyways.
1: <laughs> But you're not that funny. I'm, I wasn't talking
2: about me, Brian. I wasn't talking about me.
0: I speak slowly. But you're the you're the funniest part of this podcast, though.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, I, I guess... Uh, well, I the didn't, I didn't know zero. that. I break the rule. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. You're the heart of it. I used to be.
0: Um, Big Mets coming back. That show is mad. And uh, I'm looking forward to another season of it. Adam Warlock... Has been cast. James Gunn was teasing the introduction of a character. Was it just Adam Warlock?
2: I thought that was for a Christmas special. Not guarding that a tree, but I could be wrong. Also, that guy that um uh is gonna be the new Willy Wonka who looks like um someone pinched his face and just like more leather. Like Timothy Candelabra.
0: Timothy Chalamet, or as John Mulaney calls him, the boy. The
2: the boy would have been uh like okay, Will will will, will What's his name? Poulter. Poulter is going to be... like You know, fine. I, I can I can accept him as Adam. I'll watch it.
1: Where is this going? What, what are we to talking me, about? Timothy, would
2: have be now? better as, uh, uh, as Adam Warlock? Disagree. Because he's like a space Jesus.
1: Yeah, but he's already playing space Jesus. He's he? playing space Paul, the apostle. Because yeah. his name is Paul.
2: Yeah, I know his name is Paul. I've listened to the mm. first 15 minutes of the book. Um, yeah. He
0: would have been a better Adam. You th- you think Timothy Candelabra would have been a better Will Poulter
2: from from comic? Book, what, what Will Poul- Poulter looks like in the comics versus what how he's going to be portrayed on, on the, in the Gallings of the Galax movie? Yes, Will
1: Will Poulter looks
2: great though. He, he's also he's he's a big guy. He's six three. Oh, yeah, I I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like him. I just I just wouldn't have put put him for Adam. That's all.
0: Timothy Chalamet was
1: only six foot. I'm taller than the boy. I really want Mulaney's wife. To hook up with him now, that will be perfect. Yeah. Um, it's just, I said that whole thing's a car crash, like not the gossip and stuff. I'm I'm a huge Mulaney fan, but the second I saw him after presenting on, I don't SNL, know what's when he showed up a couple of nights later on Myers' show, yeah. I was like, he's clearly <laughs> relapsed. It I thought he was doing a bit for a second. He came out in this massive coat, <laughs> the shades, and he was un unshaved, and was like, uh, he's he's using again clearly
0: wait hold on that was like did we know that he was um a, a drug user prior
1: to that snl myers bit yeah he, he he's he's talked about like getting blackout drunk since he was a a teenager oh. and he kind of quit he quit he quit he sobered up after college basically mm. so from around the age of 22 or something so he, he yeah he talked about it quite a bit that he used to do a lot of coke and ecstasy and drink and stuff and well he spent a great deal of time in Ireland. he did indeed um yeah no see so he's, he's talked about you know having to sober up ah, i didn't realize so yeah see i, I didn't so, realize he
0: can so like him showing up looking like he'd had a party didn't bother me you know what i mean like I was just like, yeah, ah, the, no. the guys okay. had a party. You the, the, know? Second it, I,
1: I, I, the second I saw it, the second I saw it, I thought it was a bit, and then I he sat down and was like, oh no, this isn't a bit. He's he's clearly in the midst of that's a, sad. A, a bit of a spiral.
0: Yeah. Well, his wife cheated on well, him with Timothy Chalamet, you know. So
1: was it? That,
0: that'll no, no, <laughs> no,
1: no, okay. no. I'm I'm saying it'd be hilarious if. Do you know he did a bit about his wife being a Chalamet? No. no. That's no. the same. I don't know. He's anything got a bit you're of routine. About. Yeah yeah but Mulaney has a bit in his routine he, he talks about the fact that he's i think he's six foot or six one six, and he's yeah. like i'm oddly proud of that he's like I, I don't know why he's like it doesn't matter but i'm proud of the fact because i'm tall and he doesn't look tall but yeah but,
0: but my wife the, told me one day he, that he, he looks like so, yeah. is six foot two
1: and that bothered his me. wife is a big chalamet fan yeah um <laughs> but he's also got a bit about you know uh He's got a couple of bits where people are like always asking him and his wife you know when you're gonna have kids and stuff and he's like we're never having kids we've no intention of having kids neither of us want kids and then he you know after getting clean in rehab he very quickly got into a, a relationship and then he's now expecting a kid oh. mm-hmm. after telling all these jokes about never wanting a kid, him and his wife never wanting a kid, but he's
2: still so. with his wife
1: no no he's with olivia now. oh okay he divorced his wife he, he, he went to rehab, divorced his wife, went back to rehab, I think, got out of rehab and hooked up with Olivia Munn and now they're expecting. Kid. Well, hmm.
2: you know, Olivia Munn seems cool. Hopefully she can put him on the straight and narrow. Hmm.
0: It's not her job this, this, to put him on the straight and narrow. It's just a, it's just an interesting situation all
2: around. Yeah, let's not put that. No, on her. You know what I mean, though? As in, like, you hope that that kind no, of
1: did this. This is a train wreck. You don't get into, you don't, he's just out of rehab and he's in a very serious relationship and he's expecting a kid. This yeah. is a disaster. But in all this, uh, his wife, the the kind of divorce was surprised her Um, she's kind of upset about it. That's really sad. So it'd be hilarious if she, it'd be, yeah, no, it is sad. And that's why, that's why it would be hilarious if she, uh she did hook up with Chalamet after And who's, who was this lady? Him doing Her name's Anne-Marie Tendler I think she's an artist, I think Photographer and artist, I believe mm. I think
0: do you, do you know what is? it is? It's just my own projection And I know it's my own projection But when he showed up with the rug And comedians and cars getting coffee And the wife was like No, we're taking that back I went, yeah, that doesn't work That relationship doesn't work <laughs> I looked I looked at the dynamic between him picking out some piece of furnishing for their house and getting told that's not going in her house and I went, yeah, that's not going
2: to work. Oh, wow, that's
1: like... I think she's like a designer as well, though. Yeah, or something, yeah but like, I, yeah. like
2: I, that's like me so. and Emer. you know? You go somewhere like, I oh, like that, she's like, no, but she, but she has better taste and I, and I respect that. I think that's just... She's a designer. She has probably better taste. John Mulaney.
0: I think often relationships with comedians can work really well when they're on the road two-thirds of the year. Anyway let's keep moving because that took a weird divergence um, Sofia Vergara's in Cork right yeah now. but so is Joe Manganello, so you watch <laughs> your fucking step
2: I could fight Joe <laughs> yeah maybe in Dungeons and Dragons
1: he's a Dungeons and Dragons fan right? yeah he's huge look I don't give a shit how big he is you chop him you know, down you don't know what I would do in a fight you've no idea you have no idea. He would sue you into oblivion.
0: He's got the money. For what? He's got the bank. I'd sue him. All future earnings, he'd fucking... He would, you oh, sorry,
1: know. I
2: hang on. Think it's, I
0: think it's disrespectful
2: to all, Sophia all, to be talking all to about All I said
1: this, was, like she's in Cork, and yeah. you said, watch it. Because yeah. Joe's there. Implying that Joe's going to mess me up, first of all. I, so no, things, I'm implying that you're going to over-fucking-step. Dude... Because that seems like a thing I that can do. That does, yeah. I think yeah.
2: Sophia could kick his ass. Never mind Joe. <laughs> um, that's Sophia not true, I just my ass on, Are uh, they
0: shooting uh, something or what?
1: No, they're just on holiday. I think. Oh, very nice. That's great. And should I they go in town they later couldn't and pick see a if I can spot? spot Don't do that, Brian. Stay at home.
2: Just, just, just stalk them on Instagram like normal people. No,
1: no, I'm. I'm going in town anyway, so I'll see if I. <laughs> oh, can. that's
2: good. That sounds healthy. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay hang on. They, 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 they went to the chip shop that's like twenty minutes down the road from me, and then they went to the park that I often bring Marla to walk. Mm-hmm. in mm. So all I'm saying is, if I'm in town later, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. Okay. <laughs> and if Joe wants to start something, I'll finish it, and then I'll sue him
2: for your multiple broken bones. <laughs>
1: Because he started oh, it. Sorry. Just because I finished it doesn't mean just because just because I finished it doesn't mean I can't sue him. mhm You guys have no idea.
2: No, I have ideas.
1: I'd kick his dick. In. <laughs> Dude. Hmm. Dude, kick it, and I'll find a brick. He he'll <laughs> use he'll use the advantages God gave him, and I'll I'll. I'll use the ones on the street. He'll use... I'll find a brick. He'll
2: use the advantages God gave him, and you use the ones on the streets. What I'm saying
1: it, is, it. the advantages Joe got is that he's 6'5", and the advantages I got is that I'll fight. Dirty. You'll kick his dick in. Because it's in me. I'll kick his dick Because it's in. in you. But, like, is that where his power is? I'll find a brick, and I'll use it. What? That he's six five? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's something. To do. No, yeah, his Daddy's his penis five. is that where his power is. That's why you got to kick his dick in. No, I'm just saying. He, I'm just saying it'll be a like he's six five. I won't even have to kick low. I'll be kicking <laughs> chest height. Very easy Punch for me to do. Punch at his knees. Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, good luck to kicking Joe's dick in tonight,
1: and it'll be fine. <laughs> we, we'll have a drink afterwards, and it'll be okay. fine. He seems like a cool dude. We can have, have some scrap and have it. some beamish.
2: Just, just you know. This one is
1: just, st- stay for anybody listening. I'm five foot nine. That's a stretch. Joe has <laughs> eight <laughs> vertical inches on me. Maybe ten. I'm taller than you, Kev. Shut up. I am taller than you, Kev. You're not taller than me. Yeah, I'm taller than you. How? You're the short. How is ass. that possible? You're a little five seven ass. Five seven ass walking around, but you're manlit, little manlit. Pretend to be a big guy wearing his heels. We see you. In Sometimes those heels.
2: I do take off my shoes and I feel smaller. That's probably normal though.
1: You are smaller because you wear yeah. heels.
2: Well, yeah, serious heels on you're my shoes. A man
1: lit. You're manlit. You're manlit. Little five foot two. <laughs>
2: I've, I've, I'm getting smaller.
1: <laughs> five foot two, walking around, the place four foot eleven ass oh. walking around bossing me around how are things I... at the lollipop guild anyway, this is absurd joe is eight inches taller than me i'd still kick his ass and you too kev you watch well, I, it. well
2: you have kicked my ass before but i don't think you're taller Nobody than me I, I think we're the same height
1: i'm towering <laughs> over you <I'm> towering
2: <laughs> okay
0: so will poulter is going to be playing adam warlock I, I mean I'm looking at people being surprised. He by has that. hurt me before. Like
1: <laughs> being
0: surprised by the addition of Adam Warlock, but it's like they very clearly set that up. I've the heard both of you season. here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Aiden, how tall are you? You like 6'2"? Two? two. Yeah. Six two. Yeah. So you're only you're only three inches shorter than. Joe. He has kicked my dick. And I've wrecked you. I've wrecked your dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrecked my dick because he's not intimidated by it. <laughs> but he's. he's t- um, I don't he's know if
0: there's another character the going to be announced in the Guardians Christmas <laughs> special or if that's just the reveal we were to expect. But who would Joe Manganello play in the Marvel Universe? Craven?
1: Bittery Bill. Isn't Aaron Taylor and Johnson already playing Craven, though? There's that suggestion. Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, that's confirmed. Who? Is it? Right? Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing Craven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, a Craven yeah, yeah. film. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that's been confirmed. Come right. on.
0: There's also going to be a Harry Potter quiz show for the, the holiday seasons presented by Helen Mirren. Are they using her because she's like the only British actress that wasn't in a Harry Potter movie? Does seem like that's going to be an opening joke. I'll watch that. Nah. I like a seasonal show. Nah, nah. Do you know what I miss? Fuck I miss it. Deal or No Deal. No, fuck it. Because they did really good seasonal episodes. Fuck. Um, Put everybody in costumes. No,
2: no interest in Harry Potter. No interest, zero. Was really annoyed that like,
0: Like, who cares? All of the rest of the world decided that Deal or No Deal should just be twenty models holding suitcases. Like, Noel Edmonds really nailed the format. I missed that show.
1: Let's not give him the credit. The Noel Edmonds... Because it had nothing to do with it. The Noel Edmonds instance
0: really nailed the format. Because it stuck these people together in a hotel for a period of time, and they built relationships, and the chat was real, and you cared, as opposed to just some model standing up in the background. I've like,
2: never really watched it. I like, I like them, uh, with The Weakest Link and Eggheads.
0: I, I like an egghead, but I was I, never into The Weakest Link, I because preferred... I just saw Anne Robinson's like witty comebacks were always just dog shit schoolyard oh. bullying some of them some of them weren't they were, cruel they, weren't yeah. even, they, they were cruel but they weren't smart they weren't
2: no I know like, that it's I know one that. thing
0: roasting people but it was always just like you're a big girl aren't you and it's like
2: yeah no she was horrible I, was I, I, I used to like that used your to your beard kind of really, makes you look shit it like, used to really make me kind of like uh, I used to hate that part but I, I do like a good quiz show uh, and the chase yeah. I love the chase mm. yeah um, but yeah Harry Potter quiz show oh god no, no. No interest, zero interest in high power lower, zero interest. I'm not saying it's it's bad. It's just it's definitely just not. The it's not for you. It's really. Not, I I love yeah. it.
0: I definitely like. I definitely associate that with the Christmas season. So I look forward to them showing up on the telly at the end of the year. Let's let's get to the meat of the episode because we have spent forty six minutes talking about John Mulaney's breakdown and Joe Manganello's dick. So
2: Wolf of Snow Hollow. It's it any now? Was.
1: And they're kicking in there. Yes,
2: Brian mm-hmm. turned his penis from an outie to an innie. Now it's like a dog's
1: For manlets now everywhere. Like a dog's penis. I did it in the name of manlets. What's, what's a manlet? <laughs> Little man. <laughs> oh, oh
2: my God. Okay, like a piglet. <laughs> yeah. A manlet. Mm. Anyways, I'm, uh, I'm definitely like, I'm definitely five nights.
1: Because I noticed, because I yeah, you you were been five nine <laughs> since maybe like I remember you telling me you were five eleven before though, and I I had to tell you to take your heels off that that couldn't be possible because we were standing beside each other and we were the same. <laughs> no man, I've maybe in, I saw my in heels or something,
2: but uh, I've been uh, I've been five nine for uh, most of my life. Like obviously not like you know initially, but over time.
0: And I, I wonder, uh, like you literally just said that, and I'm like, I bet you, if we did the maths on when you stopped growing, you haven't been five nine for most of your life.
2: Oh, I've, I've been five nine for half my life. Maybe I don't think I've gotten taller since I was like fifteen, sixteen. Okay, I'm thirty three now. Well, if
0: anything, then you have most likely got shorter. Do you want to get Emer to measure you?
2: Emer has measured me before. It's very no, dis- but your height. She was very disappointed. Both, yes, and I, 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 I both, both things, yeah.
0: Uh, uh. Wolf of Snow Hollow is a 2020 film written by Jim Cummings, directed by Jim Cummings, starring Jim Cummings. But not
2: Winnie the Pooh, Jim Cummings. Speaking of Jim Cummings, Wesley Snipes is 5'9 also. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Hardy. Have have we all slept? Joaquin Phoenix. No, I tell you what, I haven't fucking slept all that well. Because I was up till 3 o'clock watching Suspiria, and then I had to get up. Early this morning. Do you know what? I didn't either. I I, I went to bed late and had to get up at four in the morning. Oh, God bless you.
1: I went to bed at 20 past seven, okay, so shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, but you're used to it, right? You're out there stalking Sophia. (laughs) The hills of Cork. (laughs) (laughs) It's longer from the back.
0: Go on. (laughs) There are only so many sort of five-star hotels in the Cork city metropolitan area right unless they're they, they
2: could have they, they
0: could
1: have rented beautiful a beautiful Airbnb luxury
2: yeah. b house yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm happy for them that they came to Cork as well more people should come to other places than Dublin because the government is anti-rural Aidan told me that this week and I agreed
1: with him he's he's not wrong He's he's right
0: I don't right. disagree I think that the rural communities of Ireland are woefully underserved by the 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 infrastructural development of this country and the fact that you still can't fucking get reliable internet in a lot of this country is bullshit. We're small enough that that should be fucking dealt with. The fact that the rail services are as the fact that the rail services were better a hundred years ago than they are today is
2: ludicrous. Last, last train um, to Galway at seven thirty on a fucking weekday. is no trains as to Donegal. It's dumb. It's dumb, man. No, no. Don't the Gauls have forgotten? You
0: you can see maps of the rail system in Ireland through the twentieth century, and you can see how they withdrew services from large chunks of the
1: country. Bullshit. They sold the steel. They sold out. They ripped all that infrastructure up, and then they sold off the, the steel. Yeah, is what I
0: read. Well, I mean, look. As I think about it, I go, you know, as a as a developing country in the 20th century, we we are kind of financially fucked, and it took a long time for us to get to a point where we were somewhat stable. So I guess you got to do what you got to do, but like it 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 is shitty that this country is still so kind of city focused.
2: But it's so it's Dublin focused.
0: Yeah, but like even like the new motorway that they're putting in between Limerick and is it Limerick and Cork? They were putting a new motorway in? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I get it, but there are ways to get to Limerick and Cork. Can we put that money into looking after some of the <laughs> surrounding... Like, I know people, I think, on that path that are like, yeah, you're putting around about 10 feet from my rural house. You know, it, it's fucking shit. But, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Did you enjoy it,
2: Kevin? Um, okay, so, I gotta be honest with you. I'm gonna be really honest here. Um, I, I got he didn't I got the it. movie last night right and uh, uh, I googled it before I watched it because I was like what kind of movie is it and I said if you google this movie it will say it's a thriller on on um, on google and I spent the first half an hour thinking how how is this a thriller this is this is weird and then I had to go into yeah. IMBD and it said it was a comedy horror and I was like that mm. makes sense. So I yeah. spent the first time thinking like, "This is really bad. Like, this is just, like, really." No, as in like, no, okay. like, I, was, okay, just, I was yeah. enjoying it, but like in the context of like, oh, like, it's this sincere? Are These people, is this meant to be a trailer? Because it's coming off really like it's like you know when you watch the room say it's like he's trying to do something with like you know conviction, but it's just awful, and you're, you're laughing at it, not with them. But uh, yeah. I wasn't too sure about this. But then when I realized black, I black comedy hilarious and the guy from American Vandal um who is the he's the guy to start whose wife is killed his mm. he's his, his performance is actually epic in it. even though he's in it for very briefly he is that's legend. Jimmy Tatro he's so good yeah. American Vandal's brilliant if you've not watched it but uh sh- so no good. hollow yeah your man's in it Brian and he's actually he plays a character in it, or he plays a fellow whose wife has been murdered and uh He's actually just, just so to, fucking good. Just it. Just to give you
0: a, a quick synopsis, um, Brian, and we are we are gonna spoiler the hell out of this thing. Um it's it's fun, it's it's a night like it's a it's a tight like ninety minute thing, which I love. One hour and twenty three minutes. A stressed out police officer struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. So the the, the question throughout the thing is like, is this a werewolf killing people or is this a person killing people? So it's like, is this a horror movie? Is this a murder movie? And Jim Cummings is playing John Marshall. The thing I was pleased to see, um, especially after watching Too Late, was Robert Forster in it as the older sheriff. Yes, um, because when we watched Too Late, Forster never gets up from the table, and I remember looking at that, going, "That's the kind of that's the kind of blocking you do for an older actor when they're not really able to be up on their feet all day." Um, so to see him in this role, which seems to have been his last performance, he died in twenty nineteen, I think. Nah. This movie was shot in twenty eighteen and came out maybe twenty twenty. Um, uh, it was great to see Forster in, you know, really quite a quite a good role for him. I I I thought, um, you know, it's a small role, but he's he's a character that's like gets to have that sort of Tommy Lee Jones in no country for old men kind of like looking back at what his career was and trying to do the job as he gets older kind of thing you know it is a funny kind of throwaway film in many ways but um I, I liked there's there's some good sincerity in it Jim Cummings is is really really broad in this would you agree kev uh
2: yes yeah like it's this is this is um like he, so he wrote and directed it and acted it and starred it. Mm. Yeah, because that's 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 pretty that's pretty good. Um, cause like there's moments in it where you're like you're like it is hilarious, and then there's some dark moments that they kind of touch on in a in a humorous way. But uh, yeah, like kind of some touching stuff like. But uh, he's brilliant. In it. I thought he was very good. Um, at first, like really, at first, it was just like wow, all these people are talking really fast. I don't like any of these people; they're all kind of annoying. But uh, you do get into it. What do you think? I
0: think, you know, there there is a time where this low budget kind of thing would be dreck and you know, even the opening shots of the mountains were really nicely done.
2: Oh, yeah, um, beautiful.
0: The 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 kills were really vicious and effective. Um there is a point in it where you go, "Oh, okay, it's just a werewolf." It's, you know, and it's a cool werewolf. Costume it's practical, um and it's like tearing through people. Um it's you know there is a point in it where um where you know you know you know what the movie is and he's he's falling apart under the stresses of like the people on his crew freaking out you know leaking shit to local newspapers you know he's trying to live up to the the reputation of his father as the sheriff um yeah i i i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good
2: fun i thought yeah the movie was awesome uh and it's kind of just like it was I think yeah, I I think the, the kind of the rating online and stuff is, is justified, you know, it is worth watching. Um like it's clever. Well the the rating online
0: is, you know, like the the critics' reviews on Rotten Tomatoes is 89 percent with an audience score of sixty six.
2: Yeah.
0: He also directed a film uh before that called is it Thunder Road or Black Road or um somebody somebody I was talking to about this said you should watch his first film thunder road thunder road yeah i've heard of it yeah
2: why do i know that one well there's a thunder road cafe near your work they do vegan burgers um no i know the mood i know the, the restaurant um i'm talking about what's the deal with with the movie because i know of it i've heard of it is it post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic post yep post-apocalyptic
0: A Texan police officer. Mad Max. No. (laughs) A Texan police officer delivers a moving energy for his late mother. The divorced officer suffers a psychological breakdown while trying to save his relationship with his daughter. Which is kind of the same character in. Oh, yeah, it really is. Um, It's kind of the same character in. uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. It really is, yeah. What I'm interested in as much as anything is that these seem to be. Very, if not independent, they're very creator-led productions. And like, I'm looking at the poster here for Thunder Road, going, that's a cool poster, you know. Like movies, movie posters, and and the design around them can tell you a lot about the sort of the 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 heart or the drive or the the ethos behind the production, you know. And, and this stuff has really good design around. You know, all the graphic stuff. I mean, you see a film and, like, not to shit in it, because I know you love it, like Daddy Daycare. But there's a whole genre of film in that sort of, like, middle, middle-of-the-road middle family comedy thing where it's just, like, big block, red writing. Yeah, it's, like, that's that's the extent that's, but, of thinking that goes into the design, Yeah, you know? fine,
2: because it, it serves a purpose, you know? Don't overthink it. If it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all you need is Eddie Murphy's face there with some red lettering to...
0: to, to Okay, okay. to indicate a warning to people that like films that they should watch something else big red light stop um
2: rude <laughs> uh sh- yeah one of us snow hollow really good um yeah but I kind of like it does keep you on your toes like it's kind of it's very well done and it's just like holy shit like the reveal of, of when you first see who's doing these attacks like as in like uh hmm. like when you see someone being attacked by what's going on um yeah it's really, really cool. Like uh, I, suppose you yeah. know, I suppose we can say it, but when you first see the werewolf, it's uh, it's fucking awesome looking. It's so cool. Like some of those shots will just make great, like panels. You know, there's some scary stuff. It's go- it. it's it's got a great moment that reminded me. Is it, is it an
1: effective horror? Would you say so? It's a comedy horror man. Yeah,
0: it's it's comedy. Yeah, it's but it's but you you're never terrified. You always kind of think it's funny. you know? But there's moments though. Yeah. There's moments right. like
2: uh, especially at the end where he's. You know the guy opens the door and like there's some creepy shit.
0: There's some real menace that goes on. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and there's a scene Um, where somebody's talking. A woman and her child are talking to somebody in a cafe, and uh, she convinced it must be the creep. You know, and it's a real freaky scene, man. Like some like the movies. The movies cool.
0: The movies good there's a moment in it that reminded me of um, I think it's like Jaws 3 or 4 I saw as a kid and like I loved Michael J. Fox and I'd watched him in Family Ties and I'd watched him at Back to the Future and here he is in this opening of this movie and he's all happy-go-lucky and he's like, going, he, like works in the harbour and he's going out at night to just untie a boy that's got caught in something and he leans into the water to tie it and then you get that Jaws moment where a shark's head pops out and he goes and you get a shot of him reeling back and as he reels back he looks to his right, and you realize his arm is gone. And it's that thing that like happens so quickly you don't notice it. And and there's a moment like that in Wolf of Snow Hollow where somebody's like, ah! and they lean backwards and they look down. And it's like yeah. you just see like a bisected arm, you know, just the bone and the muscle there. And it's like there were some there were some really good visceral deaths. There's a lovely um, <clears throat> again we're spoiling the crap out of this, and I'm sorry, yeah, cause, Brian, because yeah. um, I do recommend. Nah but there's a moment in it where like he, I'll still check it out he's how like it's it's played very broadly that he like relapses into alcohol and and has a breakdown trying
2: to solve this case because the town has gone to shit and his daughter isn't he obviously um, has alcohol issues and his family yeah. uh his wife left him because of it and he's it looks like he has custody of the child but uh yeah. but um yeah this this kind of this case and these murders trigger him and he relapses
0: but there's a moment where his daughter ends up in a hospital bed In the same room that his father ends up in a hospital Mm -hmm. bed. And you see this shot. And it's just the two of them and him anxious about protecting his family. And then a few minutes later, uh, as the movie plays out, he comes to visit his daughter. He's been drinking and he's lost. And she goes, Dad, where have you been? We've been trying to reach you. And he goes, I'm here, honey. Don't worry. I'm looking after you. you And she just goes, Dad. And he pauses... And the camera just shifts slightly and you realise the bed behind him where his father should be is empty. And his father's passed away. And it's a real effective little moment. Yeah. And he doesn't even look and panic. He just just as the camera moves, he realizes his dad isn't there. It's a nice
2: Yeah. Like nice moment. Like it, I said, there is there is definitely moments in this movie that have a lot of heart, you know? Um mm-hmm. and like you do kind of his portrayal of someone like kind of like say dealing with alcoholism, oh god, and when the daughter has to put in the bed That scene is pretty fucking brutal, let me tell you. It's a rough scene, you know? Mm. It's uh, really sad she's 17 years old and she has to put her drunk dad to bed and he's like yeah. upset, and upset and she's upset and she's like please dad you're just depressed you know go to sleep you'll wake up in the morning you'll be fine and it's just it's a child trying to be like i can't deal with this seriousness of this of, the, of this situation so I'm going to downplay it as he's having a bad night he's just sad like kind of he'll be fine in the morning you know known for well he's an alcoholic and he's relapsed you know it's a pretty brutal scene but uh yeah. it's 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 good
0: i'm looking at uh, screenshots of thunder road now and i honestly starting to think it it um it might be the basis of that bojack episode where he does the eulogy for his mother you know where it's just set in front of the casket the entire time
1: um i don't like bojack
0: well you know I, i'm just pointing out where i think they might have lifted something from
1: oh no, i'm just saying that i really dislike bojack okay um so I want to be careful. They shouldn't have oh, oh. cancelled Tuca and Birdie.
0: <laughs> well they brought that back, didn't they? Uh, a new Netflix
1: season. didn't bring it back. Okay, but there's a new season of it. They shouldn't have cancelled it. No. Yeah, but they shouldn't have cancelled it. It was a better show than Bojack.
2: What was a better show than Bojack?
1: Um Tuca and Birdie. Tuca and oh, Birdie. I'm assuming the first season is still on Netflix because Netflix, Netflix created thing, yeah. it. So I
0: wanna I want to be 20 careful 20 just to say though that like when we say that like there are Big emotional beats in it as well. They're not particularly subtle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They just they kind of work within the context of the broad playing field that this is. So like if you were to take one of those things on their own, you'd go, it's kind of goofy, kind of broad itself. But I think within the context of the the whole of film, it's you know, it's you know, the the the, the highs and lows and the of energy of the particular piece, you know, these low moments read well amidst that chaos, yeah. but on their own, they're kind of goofy. But yeah, I like, think
2: I think like uh, within the context of a comedy, I think yeah, it, it it like it kind of knows where it wants to hit and it hits hits those places completely fine within this ridiculous movie. You know, yeah, and um, it's not like kind of like uh like kind of like a super serious drama or like there's like you know real top provoking, uh emotive pieces, but where it does want to hit, yeah, it does. You know, because it does it a very like very literal clear way i think you know um mm. the the deputy she's brilliant she is so good Ricky Lindholm. she
0: is she's, so good she's quietly this. plugging away yeah. on her career you know like
2: she's in knives out as well probably the same year as this okay it's the same year shooting this they're two good movies but yes but i love the way like kind of like she's actually like kind of on it you know like, she's, like, he's, he's kind of, he's taking the burden of this thing on his shoulders, and he's relapsed because of it, uh. but she's the one actually, like, kind of, like, dealing with the whole situation, the murders in the town and investigating it, and um, there's even a point where she's kind of just, like, you know, like, you know, he's getting out of the car or whatever, and she's just, like, he's, just, he's kind of, like, oh, I'm just going through some stuff, blah, 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 and she's, like, yeah, it's, it's the job, like, kind of just, like, put up your boots, pal, it's the job, you know? Like he's trying to. The stuff he's saying is just like, you know, oh, I've this, this, and this, and she's like, yeah, we all are. Like it's the job, you know. It's a good scene. That's not a helpful thing to say to someone. Though. um no. But I think it's in a... the,
0: the 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 people on this, or the people in this town or in this situation, aren't particularly capable. But they're just doing what they're doing. Yeah, it's
2: kind of like Fargo as well. It has some Fargo vibes.
0: Yeah, it it reminded me simply because I'm biased and like it of like Letter Kenny as well, you know, okay. like it's a very specific rural yeah.
2: kind of vibe. Even um, even the like kind of like hey, like you know, sheriff, uh, say it's a wolf, and he's like he shouts it in front of a a news van, and the sheriff just goes mm. like you fucking idiot, which he's right to. He deals with it incredibly poorly, yeah. but he's right to do it. Like it's like if you haven't got the the cop on. To, to understand, don't shout out information in front of a fucking... Don't shout out case details yeah, in front of the press. At a murder scene, you, you're, not a, you're not... You don't have the... No, the, 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 supposed to be a cop or whatever, you know? Um, it, It's just that there's good staging in it as well. And it's,
0: it's not particularly... It's not particularly earth-shattering, but it's just when, when you see so many films just play stuff out very straight, just making use of, you know like camera move like that where you know he goes what is it and he goes oh so it's the wolf and so what and he shouts it and then the camera just slightly moves mm. again and you see the press van like actually using the filmmaking yeah to to um to help sell the jokes and the the moments yeah. it's it's really
2: it's 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 quite well done
0: yeah i'd i'd recommend it i i'm i'm going to avoid talking about the ending cuz i do think it was it was effective. Yes, and like even just for the sake of Brian, okay, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll skip it and
2: say, yeah. um, go and watch it. Um, I thought though, kind of, it, I liked it. It was clever, you know. Yes, like, uh, yeah. kind of how things came together and people pieced things together and stuff like that. It was clever. It was good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've all watched. Suspiria. Yes,
0: I watched it last night. When did you watch
1: it, Kevin? I watched it last night. Brian, when did you watch it? I watched it last night also, but I, I had seen it before. Okay. I think
0: we're going to need to let Brian talk to us about Suspiria first. Uh, <laughs>
1: because. <laughs> Why? The only. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> the only what? No, did you you say, not like it. It. say it not did on the you podcast. Did you not like but... it, Kevin?
0: <laughs> no, okay, hold on, hold on. Brian. Brian, please tell us about Suspiria. Give us give us your summary of the movie. Give us your thoughts on the movie. Suspiria is about? Oh.
1: Suspiria is about a dance academy in Berlin in the 70s that is also home to a coven of witches. And it's a remake. Coven. Of, that's what I said. Hmm. We can play it back. We're recording this, Kevin. We can play it back, and we can hear that I said exactly. I pronounced it exactly. What what did you say, Coven? (laughs) Same thing. I'm not hearing it. (laughs) Watch your dick, Kevin. You're saying. I'm not hearing it. You're saying Coven. Exactly the same.
2: (laughs) Coven. But it's pronounced
1: Coven. Excuse me. I'm not taking pronunciation lessons from the guy with a speech impediment. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm allowed to say that because I have a speech impediment. Do you?
2: Too, so. Kind of, yeah. I don't think the chorus
1: accent qualifies. That's that's the that's the second ever I have a primary oh, one as well. God, very, very inflict- afflicted. Afflicted.
2: Yeah. Man, fuck, I couldn't even say it. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. Don't you dare quit oh, oh, Why did you it? want to do a podcast so, a
0: guy who can't I'm actually speak. Dare you. <laughs> so Brian... Sorry, right. you had you had got to the point where it's a coven a remake it's a, it's a remake about a dance academy and a coven of witches in the late 70s in East Berlin or it just said divided Berlin so it didn't necessarily specify which Berlin but I, I guess tell us more Um. like we're going we're going full spoilers tell us the story so the audience is on the same page as us hang on
1: have you watched yes.
0: it yes we both watched it yes yeah. we both watched
1: it did you not get it? Is that what Oh, I'm I got it. I got no, it.
0: We, we, just, yeah, I got it too. But just for the people that didn't get it, just tell us about it.
1: <laughs> Explain it to you like you're five, is it?
0: Exactly. Explain it to the audience like they're five. Because we, we got it.
1: <laughs> it feels like you maybe didn't. Well,
0: I mean, let's find out. Tell, tell us Tell us about it.
1: As an American arrives in Berlin mm-hmm. to study at the academy, and uh, spooky, spooky shit starts going on because there's a coven, of witches running the academy. It's pronounced coven. Seriously, are, it, am I saying that because of COVID? Is is that what it is? No, Brian, I'm not sure. you're right. Or or is it just how I or is it just how I pronounce no,
2: you're it?
1: Okay, coven <sighs> a coven of witches. Well, I mean it's the same thing, like where it plays in the accent it doesn't matter but i'm just wondering am i am i yeah. saying it that way because of covid apple it's April, yeah, it's it doesn't matter
0: mm. bagel bagel yeah same thing so an american dancer arrives to this academy
2: from ohio and then <laughs> <laughs> he didn't watch it Oh, she's from Ohio. I know she's from Ohio. I did watch it. Basically, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I, he doesn't believe t- us, Brian. I, Brian, trust tell me, us. I watched this. It's an hour yeah. longer than the original. Look, I watched. Th- this. this is the
0: thing. <laughs> Kevin and I are both. Yeah, Kevin and I are both <laughs> it's aware. That an hour
1: longer than the original, and you watched it at three in the morning. So you yeah. fell asleep. No, I did not. Ke- I did
0: definitely. Not. Ke- Kev- Kevin and I are both aware that we're sort of like. I don't. I don't think that to say that we didn't get it, we got it. But I don't think that we liked it. So. You're somebody that has seen it now twice. Does seem to have enjoyed it. So we want to hear your perspective yeah, you on it first. Yeah, recommended it, so
2: you better fucking start talking. And about that's it. why
0: I'm asking you to lead the piece of the podcast where first okay. for the audience, give us an overview of the story, and then tell us what it is you like about it.
1: Yeah. What? Well, okay. Well, overview the story. It's 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 a spooky spooky witch dance academy mm-hmm. where people go missing. Um. That's kind of all you really need to know plot-wise, I think. I like it But the, there's, there's it, a
2: goal... There's a, psych- a psychologist kind of investigating the school with one of the students after a former student suffers a mental breakdown.
0: Yeah, we, I, I really want to just, like, get all the beats out there so that we yeah. can talk around them, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's what um, I'm going to say. You know, uh, Susie is a, a, a an undertrained ingenue type that wants to be the lead dancer at this academy but she's really being groomed to be possessed or like there's real insidious goals towards the Susie character
1: yeah she's being groomed to be possessed because there's there's like a, a trio of witches that have been operating within the the academy um so where we kind of think it's heading is that she's been groomed to like become a, a vessel but it turns out she's actually one of the incarnations of one of the, the witches, mother suspirorium basically yeah. and she goes about setting things right in the academy I guess you know yeah so by,
0: like, in, by the end of it you think that she's going to be the victim and you realize that she the power dynamic has shifted entirely and Susie is in Complete control of that environment and
2: just kicks the dick in of that school. Well, yeah. my my, Gosh, my question though uh, was, "Their lady my dicks. question was, um, uh, like, she she was always this this sister witch thing. She was always that. And when she came there, she was just like i 'I'm putting anti-air bullshit.' Or she,
0: I believe so. I, 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 I think she I think more like Pokemon of... leveled up as she went along. You know,
2: yes, but I think that's kind of that's how I interpreted she came she was reincarnated as that girl and she had the the quickening inside her or the force till the swifton felt it and uh, she was like she is the one and then they thought they were going to groom her to be a vessel but then mm-hmm. she pulled the old switcheroo in, and she was like I am superior in this I am doctor superium Suspir- mm-hmm. and I am going to blow yeah. up all your heads and she cabinet a caligari did it one lady had uh, oozy nipples. I would say she, she did. did you, that's that's what you I'd didn't say see too. That Aiden? She certainly did. Macross. They're, Aiden hasn't watched well, it. The, Aiden Macross, didn't watch it. Macross. I, I think I didn't, I didn't watch it. Mar- Mar- Marcus. Marcus. She's like Marcus. that. She's that oh, yeah. kind of like Marcos. decaying. Uh, why is she wearing the sunglasses? I don't know. It's real. It's a real post-war. It's the to hide Tilda Swinton's eyes. Uh, was that Taylor Swift in, in, in that costume as well? Was it?
0: So was so was Doctor Klemperer.
2: Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. That um, I didn't and, and feel that was a, that was successful.
0: Neither did I. And once I spotted it in like the second appearance, once I spotted, oh no, that's not. Straight that's saw straight certain. away. I, I I then couldn't I couldn't take that. I, I anyway I didn't realize it was give, a person like, making. Can we just but. give Brian the moment to just? Um, can you tell us? Your thoughts on why what I you recommended like about it, it, why yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the dance. Right.
1: Like, the... have you, excuse me, have you seen the no, original? I wish I had. No.
0: And I even said this no. to Kevin before you jumped on, where it's like, I feel like before we discuss this thoroughly intelligently, I think I might need to watch the original. But go on.
1: Um, it's quite different from the original in a, in, in a few ways. Like, the original is much more kind of lurid and garish in the colors. And it's almost like. Um, it's a kind of a sensory overload between like the sound and the visuals. It's very intense. It's um, it's kind of trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the
0: original is Dario Argento. Argento, Argento yeah, in the seventies.
1: Yep. Um, so this is quite different already. Then with with the kind of much more muted kind of palette and things, but um. I like it because it kind of reinterpreted, I think it successfully reinterpreted what has been, you know, hailed as a classic of, of the genre. And I just think it was effectively creepy in so many places. Mm-hmm. And visually, like the, the dancer teens and everything were just, you know, very, some very powerful imagery in it. Very strong visually. And I just, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I just think that it's it's kind of it's impressive that it 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 was able to stand its own against. Nah, oh man, it's the, it's the the fucking original. it's the
2: poor man's black swan. Like,
1: don't even get me started. It's just done done. Get him with, started with that with that no. perfect blue rip-off
0: fucking bullshit. Marker mode whilst the Argento was a movie that leapt and flew this is a movie that sits there and tells you off I don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) I do like Mark Kermode but I think I might have to go read the full review of that I was having the same journey that I had had with Hereditary where every time I got thoroughly freaked out I would send you a message going I fucking hate this Um, (laughs) but with hereditary, I, mean, I cared about the daughter. I yeah. cared about the brother. I cared about Tony Collette. I cared yeah. about Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about anybody watching yeah. this. No, all awful. I people. was just like, "What's the payoff for this going to be?" Yeah, I wonder. I didn't. I didn't well, care it, it, about
1: it. It's anyone. it's a it's a very different, absolutely approach. Yeah, and it's it's much more arty. Like I said, it, the the original is. I mean, hereditary is an assault on the senses as well. Mm-hmm. In a way I think. Yeah. Um, but just different approaches to to the same thing and I, I think they're both valid and I, I completely agree Yeah, um, Hereditary works one because the horror is a metaphor for toxic family dynamics and stuff mm-hmm. but two it only really works because it needed that family dynamic for it to be an interesting take on what, what otherwise would be a kind of a possession ghost story type thing mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that this necessarily needed that to be effective because it's trying to do something. It's much more again a is a kind of a sensory thing in the same way that the original was, but it's not really. It's it's unsettling then in a more abstract way mm-hmm. than heredity. Like I said, we both said like the the scene where Tony Collette finds the body in the car and then after the funeral, and she's just like screaming grief. Mm-hmm. That's the most horrific part. That's the most hard to watch part because it's, it's a different type of pain. Psychological horror. Mm. Yeah. Whereas this is more of a abstract kind of yeah, a fair. sensory thing, I think. And I, I just, I just find like, I, I watch, I watch, I think, well, I think the majority of horror movies don't hit the mark for me at all. Mm-hmm. And I think this does. I I think that's one of the reasons it's successful is like, even if you're not connecting with the characters in the same way, you know, it's got those moments where you're texting me going, I fucking hate this because it's it's being effective. Mm -hmm. And I think that's
0: the things that I'm reacting to there are the big broad body horror stuff, you know, like that, that sequence early in the movie where she volunteers to dance the lead. And oh, okay. we find that the dance is connected to this sort of voodoo puppetry assault on another dancer in a second location. That was an amazing piece. But like it that went was that was too great. Long. Oh I don't know. Like I, I it was the fact that she came back to her and she's still alive as this knot of broken human flesh. It was it, gross. It, at that point I was at that point I was like hereditary, horrified and tense. And, and watching it, but as it went on, like I think, I think they wanted to put the sort of human connection to uh, I think her name was Sarah and Patricia, and I think I wanted to connect to Susie more, and then see her slip into Madame Blanc's control and ultimately take over. But I don't think I ever cared enough about her. Because even in the investigation stuff that she was doing, a little bit of she was kind of off,
2: you know. She didn't. Um, yeah, I think they could have established that much much sooner or much closer to the start of the movie, like Sarah investigating the school because of X, Y, and Z, you know.
0: Yeah, I look. We're not gonna. I don't think we can, you know, indict and reconstruct this movie because it is undoubtedly successful in what it was trying to do. It's just for me watching it. Um. I think if I had cared more about Susie from the beginning, I would have been more afraid for her
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i I'd never really got that but um,
2: but just just uh they obviously took a, a, a talents from particular dancers and put them into Susie like the one that, girl, i i
0: was more'cause I was more scared for Caroline when they took her jumping
2: yeah but then was she in the hallway with no legs at one stage was that her? You know when she finds when Sarah finds Patricia on the bench, and there is another body yeah. with no with no feet. Was that was that the girl who was jumping?
0: That's what I thought that was. That's what I thought it was as well. Brian gets it, and we don't. So, um, was that the jumping <laughs>
1: girl? Is is that? I wouldn't say that I get it. I just like I said, it's not even a case of getting it. Like I said, it, it's just more that it. Um, a lot of horror that I watched just doesn't get under my skin at all and mm-hmm. it could show something as gruesome as that scene where the dance is kind of, you know, having the effect on the other person's body and in other films that wouldn't land with me at all. It just wouldn't affect me. It, it would just be either it just wouldn't register, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I wouldn't say it's a case of me getting the film. It's just the fact that those parts I think it did successfully. And then that that whole scene at the end with, you know, the the lactating sunglasses lady, like that's just such a grotesque, fantastic image. It kind
2: of
0: reminded I, I me at a certain point, just, like the baby arm growing out of her fucking other arm up here, like she's gone full mutant. Yeah, um, but she's
2: obviously they're obviously voting between her and uh, Blanc, but then she kills Blanc, and then the uh, Susie goes uh, full carry on the whole thing and just explodes heads all around her, uh, and everybody who was who was with Marcos, right? Marcus,
0: Marcos, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody that voted for Marcos,
2: but she was pro. Susie was pro Blanc.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, the The death character was played by the same actress as Susie's mother seemingly according
2: to IMDB oh really yeah that makes sense um cuz she would have to be she would have to be something i actually figured that was her mother to be honest um because like kind of why like you know if if the woman who gave birth to this witch was probably something of a of a demon or something herself not that i'm saying witches are birthed from demons don't be offended if, mm. if, if, if you're a witch. I'm not saying that.
0: So, Brian, can you... I mean, I feel like I need to do my own reading on this, but maybe you know better. The, the hostage crisis that was happening in Berlin at the same time plays out across the length of the movie. That was a five-day siege before they took the hotel? Like, how long was she supposed to have been? Or was it over many weeks? And what's what is what if any metaphor are we supposed to be connecting between the two stories or narratives going on or have you thought about this at all
1: yeah no I, I, I think I think I think it's sort of I don't know this is just me kind of I've never really this is my first time really speaking about mm. them with somebody, so maybe not the most kind of uh, formulated thoughts, but you, you've got a, a holy kind of female cast mm-hmm. in this kind of all-female um, setting, basically. And you've got the different kind of dynamics there with a kind of a matriarchy. I think then one of the themes is how is power wielded in a kind of a matriarchical, matriarchal dynamic and it's kind of contrasting then the power play that's taking place within the academy with how power is the effects of it in the world at the time, you know, you're, you're looking at a kind of a, a divided mm-hmm. Germany, mm-hmm. and like you said, that the kind of hostage situation playing out. I think it's just kind of contrasting, like it's, especially because you know,
0: is it is it simply about letting us know? Because there's a moment where Susie's at this point, I think she's starting like, to twig into Tilda Swinton, where she says, you know, what makes people think the worst is over? You know, and and about the world around them. You know, is it just about showing the world being in a shitty state? Because this this coven seems to have formed as a a response and a protectionist response to the world falling apart during World War Two into the, or is the it, latter half of the twentieth century. You
1: you could, you could you could kind of also view that it like that the power in the academy has this is this thing that's sort of been around too long and it's festered. Mm. And that it's got this corrupting um harmful influence. And that, that's kind of that's almost kind of a parallel to kind of politics in the world at the time and in in in, in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Do you get me, I do. I do. And and, and so so essentially, like I, I would say that Susie, by the end of the film, to me, doesn't seem kind of entirely malevolent. No, there's almost a kind of a compassion to her, mm-hmm. which is kind of contrasted with her mother and her mother's influence in her life. And then we see that kind of same harmful dynamic happening in the academy. Yeah. And is it then about the kind of need for old power structures needing to be dismantled, essentially, because because all they do is perpetuate harm. If if, if especially you know some some a power that's that's been allowed to exist for too long unchallenged. Is the grotesque thing, yeah, much like the well, the, the, there's so we much the there's, end. Yeah, you know?
0: there's there's so much imagery in the result of their actions around like putrefaction. Anybody they sort of yeah um, interact with or, or affect rots, you know. Rots exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah, Susie at the end goes to Doctor Klemperer, and her her action is healing. Yeah, and and. Even the, the three people that have been kept in this sort of waking death state, you know, she grants them release. She gives them the
1: gift of death. Yep. Um, and I, I like that theme that, that, you know, there's a broader conversation that, that everybody should be having about the harm and the the... the conventions of a patriarchal society and that what would happen if if there was a shift in 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 power dynamics you know Mm -hmm. would we it wouldn't automatically be be softer but there's a power that women as a collective have that can be nurturing and caring but that doesn't mean it should be disregarded as well Mm -hmm. that it can still be a quiet it it can still be a a devastating thing yeah there's a moment
0: there is a moment in it where they literally spell out as they're dragging Klemperer into the basement you know a woman tells you that there's there's chaos and danger and you tell her she's delusional you know like why won't you you know believe women (laughs) You know, what, mm-hmm. why try and structure the world that uh, maintains your expectation of how it should be over what a person who's experiencing something is telling you word for word, literally, this is what's going on. And, like, Patricia got caught out because he, he just framed it as delusion, you know. Mm-hmm. Patricia was Chloe Moretz, mm-hmm. which I was, like, really happy to see because I... Like, as much as I don't think that um, Kick-Ass is a fantastic film or franchise, she, you know, she stood out in that role and, you know, was set up to be kind of a, a, a force in Hollywood since then, you know, like young actresses that deliver or young actors or performers that deliver. And she's kind of like the last thing was that tom and jerry movie so i was just kind of really happy to see her in something that's like oh this is this I, is good i've
2: seen her in a few things that are like good i don't know kind of like what the last thing i saw her in but she was in um she was in a, 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 a movie about a woman who had a i think it was like a brain tumor or something i can't remember she was really good in that she's good in the equalizer and she was good in i watched something else with her recently. And she was really good in it. Oh, damn, she's I, barely in the Equalizer. I know, I, mean, I know. She's barely in this, to be fair. But uh, I know she's barely in this. But uh, she was in something else. I watched her in recently. And she was great in it. Oh, there, um, there's a. Uh, I want to say Greta, but I, I might be wrong. It was actually shot in Ireland, but it's set in New York. Um, right. Yes,
0: I know what you're talking about. We did. We good. talked about this on the podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. I think it's called Greta. You started recognizing
2: neighborhoods. And You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. But uh, it's, this is Dublin. It's gas. But uh, it's really, really good. Uh, well, I, I really enjoyed it. You know. And basically, mm-hmm. finds a bag on a train and returns it to its owner, and that kind of spirals. It's very, very good. I liked it, so uh, I think mm-hmm. she's great. But I kind of she's she's a badass. She's a great actor.
0: Oh no, she she is. It's just you you want you want somebody who like you want somebody who I don't know. I it doesn't matter what the fuck I want, but like there's there's when somebody starts off in something being fucking amazing, I just get kind of like. It's just
2: you hope the best for them. You want to see. Them you hope progress. the
0: best for them, yeah, yeah. and like Haley Steinfeld in True Grit was great, and then she wandered into some other stuff where I'm like, oh, this but, is a bit of Drek, but she's rounded rounding out.
1: she's also an established pop star, which I didn't really know until. But that like, came after like, True Grit. Ago. I don't think. I think it was around the same time. She she was doing a lot. Around, she I think she got. True grit on the basis of she had a some clout already and that it was like she didn't get that out of nowhere you know mm-hmm. she was kind of coming off a, a few a few things, not necessarily films but she she was already um she had a presence which I oh
2: she's right. in like um uh pitch Perfect and stuff yeah is she gonna be in the new She's okay. the Kate Bishop on Hawkeye. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, she's awesome. She's she's great. Yeah,
0: I I know. I just have a fucking uh, a snobbery around films where I think like performance is focused rather than like action and franchise development. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, more power to a performer's success when they they land the jobs that build notoriety and money. Um, I just I like seeing people also wander down the sort of the Tilda Swinton weird art house film path to um, that being said get that bank um, Chloe Moretz was in I think it's last year she's in that movie where she's flying a, a World War 2 bomber or something and there's a shot that's going around where she falls out of the fucking airplane and a bomb blows up underneath her and blows her back up into the airplane have we seen this mm, or have no. you seen that have you not seen that no it's a it's it's like no, I, I think it's a and... Netflix film or something, and like it's one of their like big action releases from Netflix or Amazon Prime or something, and she's like struggling to keep her B fifty two in the air and she falls out of the airplane and you see a shot from the Bombay door looking down and a bomb goes off underneath her and the force of the bomb blows her back up into the airplane. And it's so fucking ludicrous. We've wandered off topic then. Uh
1: Suspiria, Kevin, did you like it?
2: No. No, I didn't misogynist no jesus christ
1: if you don't like this film you're a misogynist um, anybody who doesn't like this film is a misogynist anybody so i really liked this film
0: everybody <laughs> It, you know i had a lot to you really... both didn't like it
1: i really
2: liked it i really, you both I didn't really like liked it? it i did <laughs>
0: I mean, I think you can tell with the, from our conversation that there's there's lots to talk about in it, and I think the thing is, you know, having watched Hereditary, that connected emotionally to me. I didn't connect to this character in the same way. There's there's great stuff in here, but like, I I don't think I'd watch this again.
2: Sounds like classic misogynist. Like, I'll watch it tonight again.
0: Technically, in the production end of things. Uh, there was a thing in it that I haven't seen in a kind of a long time, especially at this level, which is like, like, is it overcrank or undercrank slow mo? Where you know, the shot was rather than shooting in a high frame rate to get slow motion, they just slowed down the regular frame rate, and there's like interlaced blurry frames. It's a really weird effect. I don't know if I liked it. There's a couple of moments where they do that. Did you guys notice that? Did you think about that whole end sequence. Has this I'm trying to remember if it's undercranking or overcranking? Slow mo, anyway. What did you make of the sort of the way that end sequence was shot? No comment. Well, who me? If you don't like undercranking, you're a misogynist.
2: I'm afraid to speak now.
0: I did notice in in um in in the German they referred they subtitled the word coven, but they said the word hexen but they said the word hexen for witch singular as well.
2: Look, look, right,
1: right. That's a subtitling thing.
2: This issue. is what, what are you talking about? This is
1: the Witcher is more accurately the hexer. Even that's From so the they Polish? translated. Yeah, um so Witcher doesn't really sum up Witcher gives the wrong impression, but it's just interesting that witch and hex are, you know.
2: Right. This 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 movie wasn't good. This movie wasn't good, right? I didn't I didn't I didn't enjoy it, right? Didn't didn't, didn't think it was great. Uh straight away why have Tilda Swifton played uh, I I know that I've read the notes on it and they said that because it was an all female cast they thought it would be better if a female played the male lead, which is fine. I I, I don't know. This just it was just it was a lot of, I, I personally felt, died over substance. Uh, the, the acting talent in it was great. Great actors. Tilda is just like 99.9% of the things I watch her in is amazing. And I think I've always liked her. She's great. Oh,
0: she makes an impression doing so little in this movie. The first time you see her, when when um Susie starts dancing and she has this like turn around and then she just appears, like just her standing. She felt the force. That was, that is, was.
2: That's, that, that, that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. But go on, sorry.
0: No, that's that's the end of it. I mean, it's just the presence of an actress is it's yeah. very impressive. But she's
2: brilliant. She's great, you know. Um, and Chloe's brilliant. And Dakota is brilliant. Uh, there's somebody else in it who's who's a pretty big name, was there? Uh, the cast is the cast is really great. Don't get me wrong, you know. But uh, like
1: the scene, you don't think it's an effective horror film? Though? Um,
2: Uh I watched it with Emer last night, and uh, I think she wasn't like. And we love her, you know, she wasn't particularly impressed. And I, I, I'll I, watch, I'll watch like a lot of movies, uh, Push the Boundaries out there, no problem with all that kind of stuff. Um, and this is just my opinion. Obviously, people think it's great and that's fine. But uh, just like, just, just was it was, was like, it's like, do I think it's effective because like it shows a lot of jarring scenes and things uh and like you know even the the like you know the flashes of imagery it's just like that's the story that would be disorientating if i was watching a spice girls music video you know um does that necessarily mean it's 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 kind of like it's it's an effective tool to disorientate you know and they use it in the movie i don't necessarily think the movie was uh like it goes absolutely fucking ridiculous at the end where like kind of there's the reveal and she's blowing heads up and all that kind of stuff. And the scene where Olga is in the room of mirrors and she's bouncing around the place. It's like, it's like, I think like, like again, impressive performance from that actress or actor. But I, it was gross though. Like it was so over the top. It was like, if it had been done a little bit like it, downplayed a little bit it was a li- it was just a little bit too much you know um i think it was i think aspects of the film was a bit convoluted but then i like you know art movies uh can you're, you're you're either a fan or you're not you know you think they're kind of a little bit like a self-indulgent or and convoluted or you don't you know what i mean um and i think this one just aspects of this one just got away got away from itself for me personally who was that woman with the big glasses and the bowl cut? The one who stabbed herself in the neck? I can't remember. Did she stab herself in the neck? Yeah, that was a that was a weird one. She sort of was like... The one that was always like spying and looking down and stuff. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Not really, no. There was, a, there was a character in it and she was always standing on the staircases looking down at the girls dancing and stuff. She had glasses and a kind of like a, a bowl cut. Maybe she did start herself in night. There. Um
0: There's the woman that played Anka. There was the small smaller aggro blonde who was like uh killing people with that rib. It was a rib, wasn't it?
2: No, I it was don't like a
0: silver ribbed hook.
2: Don't know what that was. Um I think that was more of a utensil I felt. I don't know if it was like a bone. It could have been a bone. I thought it
0: was a I thought it was a sort of Adam's rib Allegory thing, you okay. know, it was the the, the sort of, uh, did I draw that from nothing or did I make that up? Um, I thought it was like a metal rib hook.
2: I'm just trying to find. Oh, here it, it up. It was shot really well. Um, color the color palette and everything, really really cool. The performances were great and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's like the lighthouse with um, Robert Patterson and William the Four. Uh, there is a certain point of it where like this movie this movie I think this movie could be better if it was edited down I know that's probably like a really sacrilegious thing to say but it's like less is more you know
0: okay here's a question then Um, Brian has seen it before Brian likes it there's obviously a lot to discuss in this film it's not for you I see something in it, but I don't think I'd ever watch it again. So, I mean, like, I see um, something in it, I'd but... watch moments of it again, but yeah. there's there's great stuff in it. But I just, I think I fall in the same category where it's like, it's not one for me. Um,
2: and it, I, even, I even said, even watching it, it's like Dakota Johnson did, like, two years of uh, dance kind of classes for this movie and stuff, you know? And I was saying, like, yeah. it must be fantastic to get, like, a, a role like this where it's like, you know, it's it's essentially a high budget i'd imagine or a high production mm-hmm. Uh great cast uh director you know you kind of you, you have to jump into this stuff uh to jump into this stuff of um you know like the dance routines and all kinds of stuff like she like is a phenomenal phenomenal talent to be oh able to do there's that,
0: like, there's there's work in it yeah yeah, doesn't
2: like it's working it so like don't get me wrong like this there's like, I can say there's a lot in this movie that, like, I think is great, you know, and I did actually like the kind of the scene at the end where it's all red and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was wild. It was, it was mental. But I just think, like, mm. it's, uh, I think, like, I, like, again, it could just be, uh, again, it's just the it, moment. Sorry, go ahead. I was just, gonna, it's a personal thing, but, like, I feel like, uh, narrative wise could have been clearer and possibly edited a a certain way but like that's 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 just me but like it's it's a freaky movie and and if somebody wanted to be really freaked out I'd recommend this movie like it's it's a freaky scary movie and maybe I'm confusing that with like feeling like those feelings with like not liking it but it's just I know it's not my type of Mm -hmm. uh, horror to a degree but it's 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 scary it did the job you know it's freaky so here's It is.
0: Here's the thing then, right? Um, Let's pick next week's movies, Mm. right? And I think we did a good thing this week, even if Brian didn't get to, like... Or didn't find the time. And, you know, we don't have a what if. um, And I'm not saying why The Last Man or Only Murders. Let's stick to the horror thing. Let's pick a fun one. But... Like...
2: Muppets Haunted House? Well, like, like...
0: it Follows, Drag Me to Hell, Ready or Not are three horror films that I think fall into the sort of like a bit more fun horror vibe thing. I've seen no, none of those three. So, Kevin, is there any, are any of those three something you'd want to watch again? Or have you seen all of them?
2: Or uh, It Follows, I've seen, Ready or Not, I've seen. And what was the one you said? Drag Me to Hell? Drag Me to Hell, I've seen. Um, well, I was going to suggest mali- Maligant. Malignant. Malignant. Oh, my God. Did I really just say that? I butchered that, hmm. didn't I? Have, you, see, have you seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. That's a new one, isn't it? Uh, is it gettable? Yes, it's gettable. Or do I have to go to a cinema? It's on YouTube. As far as I checked, it, I checked, it's on YouTube, I think.
0: So where does that fall in the um, on the the scary, um, fun f- vibe?
2: Well, I was going to say we could watch that. Well, it follows It not really fun, to be honest. Okay. Okay, well, let's check out Malignant. Malignant. Maligent, yeah. You can get it. Um, on, you can get it. It's in the cinema, but you can also get it on YouTube. Okay. So, oh yeah,
0: watch now. I see it. Yeah. Um.
2: So yeah, Meligent Maligent, okay. and and uh, it's pronounced maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're so right. So we're gonna watch Malefluous. Yeah.
0: And the other thing I was going to suggest in a. Simply. And I, I feel like this is for Brian to tell me whether or not we should cuz I'm I would bet he's seen it climax
2: <laughs> No Gaspar Noé no. dancers no. Sofia Boutella I'm not doing it I'm not doing another one I'm not doing another
1: Um I mean if you don't like an assault on the senses then No 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 do no. do do I'm do not watch it. watching it i'm you not watching
2: watch it. it what what are you what, why, why are you objecting to that kid i'm not watching it
1: yeah why are you objecting
2: god. huh why oh. not god i just i want to watch like like you know something that's like classic horror not something that's going to leave me like kind of you know reading and uh feeling gross <laughs> i want to watch classic horror not something that's going to horrify me <laughs> yeah yeah no that's it's <laughs> like these things are real cerebral it's a bit different watching tony colletti scream because she finds her decapitated child's body in the back of her back of a car in the morning. is It's it's hard going, you know? Look, we're going Climax to have six weeks of hard on, uh, going through Hawkeye. Well. No, I'm not going to say is that again, like, Brian, I shit on, on Hawkeye. Fuck this. Hawkeye's going to be great. Um, no, gonna stop. S- Kate Bishop, I'm all for it. Bring it. Um, I mean, we could watch the new Home Alone. No, no. I'm saying next week, let's watch uh, Maleficent. Malignant. Climax, I think. No. And let's watch... I don't even know what Climax is, but let's watch... Well, that, that, that's haunted what and, I'm saying. Ha- uh,
1: Cl- climax is Montage's actually based on um, a true story. <sighs> okay, let me check it out. I do. Yeah. Oh,
2: no, so, I'm um, typing Climax on the internet, so this is going to go away. No, 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 no don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> you get
0: Joe Manganello's um, dick I, getting kicked in.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it would be good to watch Climax, but maybe not so soon after Suspiria, because it's very dance oriented but that's kind
0: of why I'm causing. suggesting it
1: oh that's why okay well that's why let's do I'm it. suggesting it <laughs>
0: is, is that I think it's it's 96 minutes rather than two and a half hours it is shorter yeah that's um, a
1: bonus.
0: so let's I, I think I think that's part of this fucking month of suffering that we're going through Kevin has suggested Malignant I'll make sure that we have it to watch and I'll do the same for Climax yeah okay
1: Climax was on Netflix is it, is it it's on Apple maybe? TV for 99 cents that's, that's a bargain yeah god I'll check if it's still on Netflix <sighs> it is no longer still on Netflix we'll work it out um, we'll work it out. Kev's gonna hate
2: it but I'm going to hate Malignant so <laughs> let's this is awful
1: I mean you're probably just, going to hate Climax I just too.
2: read the scenario or the scenario the synopsis don't oh, read the synopsis her, what they call it um, Sophia Butella, she's in it she's great but but Boutella yeah. she's awesome that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. okay I'll watch it something but... for
0: everybody
1: minute, both
0: dance a... films have certified babes in it and that's why we're going to watch them
1: Kevin is going to hate it <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to watch this one on my own you know I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put Emer through through this stuff again. It's not fair. She's a human being. I think she gets a little bit disappointed when I say, "Oh, we're watching the halfway in the movie." I'm like, something about the podcast." She's like, "Oh, are we watching this for the podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh,
0: we're, don't tell her." But like,
2: we're
0: not. We're not picking garbage
2: films. Like we are picking stuff with merit, right? You see, we started with Speed Racer. You, 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 huh? We started with Speed Racer. So it's just been... She's burnt. She's
1: been burnt. Films of Merit. No. She's been burnt. He bought, you he need bought to watch Speed Apologies. Racer again because the fact you don't like it is just doesn't make sense. Just does not make sense. Based on everything I know about you and things like. I know, you like, yeah. You should yeah, like Speed yeah. Racer. It makes no know, sense. Yeah. Maybe it's time I would have liked it. But...
2: Oh, Brian. Brian, you're drawing. Excellent. That was probably my favourite thing about the bloody Suspiria. Ah. watching Brian's time I'll try to finish it Do please it was great
1: I'll try to finish it
2: Um, I guess I guess everybody would have heard about Suspiria because of that that mirror room scene and the scene at the end I guess they're like they're kind of it's
0: it's a it's a you know it's a remake of a cult
2: classic as well like Suspiria is in the sort of horror film like canon yeah okay okay, so anybody like out there who's doing like a horror movie marathon or wants to put it on the list put it on the list I hate saying it but put it on the list
1: I mean, that, 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 that was my, that was my only goal with watching it is that I think, like, like I said, I don't watch a load of horror because most of it isn't very good. I agree. Most yeah. of it's just very by the numbers. So I really nice like when something like. That's what I like. <laughs> I, I really like when something like Hereditary or Suspiria comes along that unsettles me. Mm. Mm. I think it's, it's difficult to do. mm Mm -hmm. and
0: then the week after we'll watch Antichrist
1: Uh, no because I've seen it and I'm not doing that I didn't like Antichrist actually Uh, even though I just said I like stuff that you know gets under my skin um hey Kev do one thing for me yes I sent you a message would you kindly read the message out of the mic please Web, woven thank you (laughs)